Welcome in here, folks, to another episode of We the Peeps. Crucial disclaimer at the top, right up top. Uh, this is not the She the Peeps miniseries in which you're going to hear everything you need to know about U.S. WNT versus Spain. This is, in fact, about the boring-ass men's game that occurred uh, over the weekend versus Trinidad and Tobago. Just know that our uh, episode with myself and Kwame will be following this one quite shortly. So if that's what you're waiting on, just stay tuned and subscribe to the feed. All right, enough, enough. Well, well, hello folks, and welcome to We The Peeps. This is Hi. a good, oh, it good, it got better as it went along. Sunshine and light. Yeah, everything's good now. We, this is We The Peeps, the American soccer podcast in which you are going to get to know all the things that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton, I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I manage a web design company. And we just love the Nats, always did. Always it's Jossie's team now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Is your website a headache for your organization? A slow or hard to use website drives customers away, but Cantilever can help. Our dedicated support department can act as your in-house team, handling everything from system upgrades to speed improvements to major design changes. We've been in business since 2011 and have maintained sites for clients like IBM, Esquire Magazine, and Flatiron School. You can access Cantilever's top-notch design and development talent without the cost and overhead of a full-time hire. Plans start at just $2,000 a year and are customized to suit your needs and budget. To get started with Cantilever, visit cantilever.co slash WTP. That's cantilever.co slash Whiskey Tango Papa. Folks, the game was USA versus Trinidad. Does it get any more real than that for us? Uh, folks around the world would wonder why this matters to anyone, but if you are a Nats fan, this was a big day that you've been looking forward to for quite a long time. A second chance, a second bite at the apple. We'll never go to that World Cup, but we can trounce on Trinidad, and that's exactly what we did. Just as good. It came out 6 nothing victors. Yeah, it's almost ha- like... Half full stadium in Cleveland <laughs> versus the World Cup finals. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Gold Cup group stage here, guys. Second game of the group stage. And we are here to break it all down and get ready for the Panama game that is to come. Uh, but first, as always, please do subscribe to this if it's uh, if you're just getting into the show for the first time and trying us out. We hope you love it and you click subscribe and stay with us all summer for the summer of Copas. We got a Gold Copa. We got a Copa de Mundial. We got all the Copas. We had a World Cup Under-20 tournament that was short-lived but glorious. So, so todos don't... los copos. Todos los copos, cas. Whatever. So don't go nowhere. And if you enjoy the show, give us a five-star rating on your podcast app or whatever, however you found us. Uh, hit us up with a five-star. You might find the words you write in that little blurb box uh, read out loud on this show by a celeb. And we've been uh, in talks with a couple... A couple great uh, characters from around the world of U.S. soccer, so stay tuned for those. we got reviews coming to you. Um, and also, lastly, please uh, feel free to follow us, get to know us a little better, at on Twitter at WTP Pod. That's Wilbur Tango Pizza Pod. 
Uh, that's all for housekeeping. <laughs> Folks, this game was a good'un. Let's line them up and get this shit a pop in because it's fucking time for 6-0 against Trinidad. We did this. And here's who started for us. Both gloves, of course, no changes uh, from the last game in the starting lineup here, but I will repeat it uh, for the sake of posterity and ritual because that's uh, it's one of our rituals. <laughs> So, Zach, Steph, and Bo- Rituals. Tender Rituals. <laughs> Rhymes with Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> Zach, Steph, and both gloves. Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman. MLS, this center back MLS pairing of Walk your Long, dreams. baby. Walk Long. <laughs> the, what is it? The, uh, the, it's not the Drew Carey story. <laughs> Walk the, Long, the, the Drew Carey story. Yeah. Christian Pulisic story. <laughs> Left back, Tim Ream. You know him, you love him. All the speed. Right back. He has walked very long. <laughs> so <laughs> long. His walk and is not, does, it shows no signs of ending. Uh, and then it's we're going to have Wanderers reference. Rising star of 2019. <laughs> yeah. Nick oh, Lima yeah. in there. Uh, center midfield. The pairing. Lima Bean. The Lima Bean. <laughs> Get out there and hustle, big boy. Uh, we got Michael Bradley, uh, Christian Pulisic, and Weston McKinney. Yes, I love that. Wes. And then, of course, wouldn't be a Greggy B game without Paul Ariola Nips on the left. Giassi Zardes at striker, 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 the traffic cone. And the, the, this number nine, number the nine. traffic cone. <laughs> and of course, uh, newcomer Tyler Boyd. Um, welcome to it, all the way from New Zealand. Folks, TB1K. This, yep, it's your boy, TB1K. Uh, this game was a good one. There were a few WTP highlights before the goals got going that I want to point out. Uh, in the 13th minute, Paul Ariola attempted to score off the crotch, missed the goal, uh, and got called for a foul. So just a, just golf claps all around on that one. Foul uh, against the game and a foul against the fans. Yeah. Only Clint Dempsey can score with his crotch. Yeah, you can't do the Demps. You can't do the Demps. Uh, sadly, in around uh, a little while after that, uh, 20th minute or so, a, t- a TNT player had to leave the field in tears uh, due to what appears mm. to be a recurring ACL tear. I can only, I, I don't know that from, from the facts. I, it just seemed from his reaction that this, uh, this injury yeah, he had recovered from had come back and he, he saw the writing on the walls. But um, my first thought before kind of thinking, really thinking it through, I was like, damn, that guy loves the Nats. <laughs> he does not want to come out. You of thought Bobby game. would love the Nats. <laughs> this guy is like Man. torn up over this. Now, yeah, so that, that was sad. And, and thanks to my Fox Sports viewer, I had to rewatch that moment a number of times in order to get back <laughs> to my place. So like, it just got worse every time. And I, th- I thought more and more about it. Uh, but Greggy B would uh, dap him up, which, which was lovely. Lovely to see that. A nice handshake. Players coach, from for sure. Greggy B, a players coach. So the goal, the first goal came uh, right before the end of the first half off of a Pulisic corner kick that he himself earned. And Aaron Long put it away with his face, the good part of his face, the forehead. Meaty. Uh, right down into the ground. The second half came uh, quickly. And the U.S. came out for more. Worth mentioning that up until this point, it really was the best U.S. we'd seen in quite a long time. Uh, maybe fucking ever. I don't know. It, they they look damn good out there, and it paid off in short order with five more goals in about 
30 minutes at the end of this game, including a brace from Giassi Zardes, and uh, we, we gave him a lot of shit for the way he scored, but didn't mean to in the last game, and, and I gotta say, I gotta give him his due, although I don't think he should be starting, and don't think he's good enough for this team, he did have a nice finish there on his second goal that was not an automatic. We finally got to see Pulisic score again, and guess what? It was oh. one of those passy goals that we discussed on the last episode, and he did. Mm-hmm. He really managed to uh, ride that line well and use his technique like Jamie Vardy would. So, just saying, but uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't just a goal. Pulisic had a great game and a couple uh, really nice assists, so so really was the difference maker this game for us. And then we also got to see a goal from uh, Pauly Nips. Uh, why not? Why not? Get right in there, Pauly. And right at the death, uh, Aaron Long, who really seemed to be on a mission to prove to everyone why he felt he could play midfield for so long. Uh, was all over the field and managed to to get a goal off of what was essentially a Weston McKenney earned opportunity. Nice shot, Weston. Decent save. Bopped up in the air. And Aaron Long was there for no apparent reason, uh, like Derek Jeter uh, running over to first base. <laughs> and uh, scored with his chest. Don't know why. Very easily headed ball here, but whatever. It's in the back of the net. U.S. leaves the field. Six up on Trinidad and Tobago. Hard to argue against that. John Strong challenging the American audience to really search their souls and ask themselves... Are you if happy, America? Better. <laughs> Are you entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> Calm down, John Strong. Ty, what were your first impressions? Well, I'm just thrilled that you know we finally have a goal scorer who we can count on in big moments to pull through. You know, It's, it's obvious that... Aaron Long is is the future of the number nine <laughs> the U.S. He really came through for us. He was really all over through. the field, wasn't he? He was cutting up. He was doing scissor kicks and back heels and shit. Yeah, he he was he was going wild. Yeah, so a a, a good win. We wanted a sort of cathartic, uh, strong, emphatic performance from from the U.S. And you know they went a long time before the floodgates opened up. Um, and at times, especially in the first half, I was definitely concerned about our inability to move the ball around barely, barely pressing defenders. Like they're, they're just kind of standing there and they're like loosely, lightly moving towards the, the ball carrier. And we're just like freaking out and slamming the ball back to Zach Steffen. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was concerning, but the, the team found their legs and in the second half were very effective at, uh, you know, cutting up the the Trinidad uh, defense. So I would say the performance was above par overall. I think, you know, par in this situation is like a 3 nothing win. Um, and they they exceeded that. They did better than I would have thought. Uh, Zardes had hit the best game that he's had in, in years for the national team. Game of his life out there. Uh, game of his life. At the time when maybe he needed it most, I don't know. He probably was going get, to get minutes no matter what. Um, and you know, it was absolutely infuriating to see him in the lineup again, and it will continue to be infuriating because this is a, a long-term thing. We don't, we don't just go from game to game. It took us a lot of Jossi Zardes games to get to the point where we wanted nothing to do with him and we still don't. So if he yeah. does this for another 20 games in a row, I, I'll change my mind, but sorry. Yeah. Uh, so in, I did in, worth noting yeah, that we, for whatever reason, he starts scoring and then Greggy B takes him off for Josie Altador. Uh, we also right, got to right. see Jordan Morris uh, as well as 
Oh, uh, the cannon, cannon, cannon. Reggie. <laughs> Reggie. The uh, get out the, there. The football player, the soccer player, formerly known as Cannon, uh, now known as the Sound, <laughs> the, the, with a foghorn and, and an explosion. <laughs> Going forward, we obviously looked a lot better than we did against Guyana. The the goals that we scored were a little bit more. Um, uh, well worked, I would say, like less less like yeah. moments of individual talent. So that was really good to see. It seems like the the group is developing some cohesion. Uh, notably, Trap and Roldan did not see the field, which was uh, which was maybe good for for that. The talent ometer to is being dialed in over time. The, <laughs> it's like Con Edison. some ups and some downs. Yeah, We've the, got some some miscalibration still left to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I Con think, Edison, uh, you have to get the you got to get that repairman in a few times to really get the central to really figure it out. Working. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pulisic was good. I thought people really overrated the performance after the match. I I I, I didn't see him having a, a flawless game. I think he was our best attacker, but um, you know Holden was like just fainting and with with delight about. Pulisic's little touches and dribbles and a lot of them just weren't working out you know it's it's cool when when he goes past two two tired players when they're down six nothing but he he coughs the ball up so often in these spots where where we do have a really promising attack so I think there's definitely still a lot of maturation to go uh with him and his you know efficiency uh with the ball but obviously he can do things that no one else in the pool can um, and I was especially excited to get Morris in and to to see what's there. Uh, I think we can move on from the idea that you know Morris is going to be a like generation defining talent that we kind of thought maybe in the the early Jurgen Klinsmann era when when he was uh, he played you know six or seven times for the U.S. while he was still in college and was doing well. Uh, that that player isn't panning out. But what we have, you know, uh, left is a solid contributor who I, I think can can be impactful in a number of positions. Uh, so yeah, I, the, the I phenomenon you're talking about feels quite a lot like when you see someone in the matrix and then you see them in the real world. Like we got we got tattered clothes, Morris, but he's still pretty yeah, cool. Right, 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 right. Exactly. It's, yeah, can still can still uh, dish up a couple nice assists. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Morris as winger is, uh, you know, that's that's probably the progression that people are that have found that he's not going to be your out and out striker. He's not going to he's not a reliable enough finisher to do that. Uh, but he's he's busy, he's energetic, and and he contributes well and and interplays well with with uh, with midfielders. So I think there that that's a very useful kind of kind of uh, tool in the system that Berhalter is playing. I thought it was a strange choice to take Boyd off uh, at the at, at the time when he was taken off, uh, but then I thought about it a little more after the game was finished and sort of came to the conclusion that it probably wasn't a form thing. It was more a doing what the coach asks for thing. He was he was doing a lot of ro- like going rogue and trying to score on his own. He was the, going rogue. Yeah, which for he's the a little fan bit of a ball like, hog. He's a ball hog. Which is- yeah. And for the fan, it's like, wow, he's one of our, you know, he's one of our guys who's really trying to make it work out there. But maybe from Greggy B's perspective, there was something that Morris would do that Tyler had Tyler Boyd had been asked to do and wasn't doing. And uh, yes. if, yeah. if that's, yeah. you know, that that does seem to be borne out by the evidence of Morris getting one 
uh, or two assists, but you know, being involved in two, some yeah. goals. Yeah. 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 That that's, I'm, I'm torn on that count because I think that Berhalter is uh, a little too inclined to go with guys who kind of just don't follow orders. You know, I cough, think that's, cough, that's one of the traits that he's mainly looking for. Yeah. It's like, is like how dedicated is this person to like making me happy uh, versus them actually having more talent than the other player. Um, As evidenced by the, the Miazga's butt shaped indent on the bench right right now. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, The, yeah, I think Miazga, as far as we've seen is, is a cut above either long or Zimmerman. Um, but I think he Berhalter just feels much more comfortable with these these players, and you see that in the sort of stats about the roster composition, how MLS heavy it is, how Columbus Crew heavy it is. I mean, these are these are the players who Berhalter has been coaching and coaching against for the last four or five years, and so he's he's comfortable around them. Whereas, you know, you think about someone like uh, Cameron Carter Vickers who got cut from this camp. I mean, he was one of the better defenders in the championship last year, which is a, a you know, higher caliber league than, than MLS. So, you know, ostensibly he should be, he should be right there in the picture, you know, contending to start if not, uh, if not, you know, at least being a part of the squad, but because he's not part of this network, I think he's docked points. And I think there, there were a couple other cases of that too, with some of the selections. So I, I'm worried about that because I, I would like the coach to be picking primarily based on talent. But I also think that if you have, if, if, Berhalter does intend at some point to do something, you know, tactically unique and interesting, uh, then having that kind of player is good because they're, they're the ones who are willing to actually do it and commit to that plan. But I, I remain, I have this whiplash of, you know, we had all these really interesting tactical patterns going on early on and that's kind of devolved, but it seems like the selection criteria is still essentially to support that concept. Like the fact that Adams was a defender well, were they intending for Adams to be the right back and not do the midfield thing? Or did they switch because Adams is hurt? Like, is Lima that much worse? But Lima did well when he did that midfield thing. So I, I'm I'm just really, really confused about the, the decisions that are being made, and that, that's leaving me uh, a little bit frustrated and, and, and cynical about where the team is headed. Um, but it felt good just as a fan just to watch a bunch of goals go in, especially against that flag in the upper left corner. Uh, that was a, a, a cathartic uh, thing. So I, I'm, I'm pleased. I think that the team did well, uh, but I just really hope for a little more cohesion and a sense of um, you know, stability going forward. Definitely. And I think once again, Weston McKenney gets no mentions uh, for his, oh, the boy. role that he played in this game. But he was like, he's a menacing beast. He was getting in arguments with people. He picked up a yellow card that totally. he seemed happy to pick up. He intimidated yeah. the ref. If I'm that ref, I'm fucking terrified of Weston McKenney. Um, and he did his job on the ball. Like, I think speaking of the, the overpraise on Polisic, I, I think it seems Weston is just. Weston be destined to not get noticed when he does this awesome shit. He just, he's like, for whatever reason, he's, he is having as much, if not more of an impact on the trajectory of this game than Polisic did. But Polisic is a lot shinier, it seems. He is a lot shinier. Would you agree about uh, Weston's influence on this game? Or do you think that Polisic indeed was the, the difference maker? 
Um, I don't think Weston was as important just because of the opponent. I think if we're mm-hmm. in a in a real uh, battle, scrappy battle in midfield where you know every tackle is gonna gonna really matter, then Weston is gonna end up being more influential. Um, but this this is kind of the the perfect spot for Pulisic, and we've we've seen it many times in his U.S. career, including against Trinidad. He's had you know really solid games where. Uh, or like the one uh, against Panama, the the penultimate qualifier, where he just like goes goes wild. He's just so so much better. His skill level just really shows. Uh, but when you see him in some of the the tougher matches, the the Costa Rica qualifiers, uh, the Mexico qualifiers, his his influence is lessened. And in those situations, I think you know your your first player on the team sheet should be Weston because Weston's going to be able to help us control tempo to even give a player like uh, Pulisic a chance to do well. Um, but I, I'm so grateful that we have him. It's, it's, he's the second coming of Jermaine Jones. He really is. It's, yeah, he's the cool modern wonderful. Jermaine Jones. And what's crazy about him, like I, I've, uh, whenever I've gone and, and watched games in person and been around training and stuff, he's like a complete goofball. And it, you know everything you see with him off the field is just like a, you know, silly kid. But when he's on the field, he he wants to like tear your head off. It's awesome. Everybody, Everywhere. teammates, yeah. coaches, <laughs> no. yeah, fans. A la no Jermaine Jones, right? We used to joke about how Jermaine Jones plays for a team of Jermaine Jones only. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of like that with Weston. Like he's on a fucking mission. There are three teams on the field. <laughs> yeah, one of them is the Weston McKenney team that has like. Sick ass jerseys, <laughs> but he's fabulous. It is he's fabulous. fabulous. Um, he's it's uh, he's a blue chipper, and you know we've got we've got two in the team right now. We have three in the pool. What's a blue chipper? And what is this phrase? That would be a player who would would be in contention to play for any national team. You know, would be would be on the radar of any national team. You know, somebody who's who's uh, a, 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 an exceptional standout yeah. in our circumstance. Um, and for a while, you know, we had, we had three. We had Donovan, Dempsey, and Bradley. Those were our blue chippers for a while. And we have three now, and we need to, we need to get a couple more. There's some parallels there to the World Cup winners thing. I think if you're, if you're a World Cup winner for a long period of time, you're a blue chipper. Yeah. So, uh you know things are better, but we're we're perhaps uh, the, we these peeps uh, aren't totally sold on this team yet, and we're we're keeping a sharp eye on certain uh, s- certain problems we've noticed. Right? You mentioned the uh, so many problems, the, the tactical ambiguity out there. Right. I wanted right. to give a quick. This is a good time to uh, focus on the positive with Burhalter. Um, this is good timing for that. I'm sure we're going to get, we're going to have plenty of time to rag on the dude in, in the near, in the months to come. I wanted to mention something that didn't, that I didn't fully express, uh, on the last episode, which is that Polly Nips is, uh, good enough for me. I think if, if Polly was the weird choice, the Greggy Pookie baby, that was like, and there was no Zardes, there was no yeah, trap. Yeah, that'd be there was that no would long. be cute. I'd, I'd be yes. like, okay, like that's a weird choice. It's weird that he's getting as much playtime as he is, but he is he's doing well. He's growing with each game. He's getting better, and I would be okay with that. Just just saying, just saying. As all the shit I've given Greg 
I am if if Paul was the only one, I'd be I'd be cool with it. Yeah, it's among the the least perplexing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then... Ariel is fine. He's he's good. He doesn't he he doesn't give up the ball as much as Polisic. True. He's a, he's a little tighter with the ball, and you know he's he's not as explosive, but I think he he can develop that. And still, you know, twenty four. 24 and a half. He's, he's got, got uh, potential to, to grow into as well. I think one interesting thing with him is he uh, really never had consistent pro games until he went to DC. Like he, he as a designated player, which was, which is like odd. It's very odd, but he did enough as kind of a bit player with, with Tijuana. He might've had one season where he was like ostensibly a starter here. Uh, Miguel Herrera was there the homie <laughs> uh hooking up the nats he had like 25 starts or something in one of the years um but he never really was like relied on in his in his uh club team so him going to dc it's kind of the first time he's really had that that role and been counted on as a as a week in week out starter so you can definitely see like from from his uh early you know, time with the national team under uh, Klinsman and Arena, you can see a much different player now, much more polished player. So I'm, I'm definitely yeah. more comfortable with him. I think you know, in his case, I'm just a little bit more like, well, it's it's upsetting that out of the 300 million people, he's one of the two best wingers in this country. That's a little depressing, but but he's a solid player. I, I would love him coming off the bench. Uh, let me put put it that at the way. end of that. We've we've talked about him being on our away nats. If we had home nats and away nats, totally, he's totally on the away nats. Yeah. He he is also he's also uh, hard as nails. He never backs away from a challenge. He looks like he would cut you. He he's, does. He's, he does. He's great. Although he, he's great in this role. game, I noticed him doing this funny sort of cute smile after mistakes. That that I'm actually in support of, as as you know, you know my, my I'm all about the psychological side of the game, and I I think smiling after a mistake is is a great way to shift your psychology, and I think like freaking Ooh. out as if you've never made this mistake before in your life, and that you're shocked that it happened, cough cough, uh, um, Tim Weah, that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a bad psychology. Polisic does the that's same. That's the pickup player. You you want yeah. you want to smile and 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 watch how Carly Lloyd when Carly Lloyd misses she smiles. It's the only time she smiles. It's the only time she smiles, <laughs> and and that's she, the right psychology. It's the only way she feels pleasure. <laughs> and I think that in, in my read <laughs> my read of this game of Paul Ariola's game is that he reacted well to some of the weird mistakes he made. And instead of getting increasingly shitty, he kept he stayed positive, and that's how he ended up getting on the end of this goal. Uh, another thing I want to mention about Ariola is that he is a great example of what can happen if you play people that are young for the Nats. He got playing time at a young age, with, without which he's probably an almost nobody. <clears throat> but he got he was in the shop window, so to speak. He managed. He forayed essentially his national team career into a designated player contract, and he's getting pretty good. So you just have to imagine like what would that what the world looks like if you do the same thing for someone um, like you know Paxton Pomacall or uh, you know players Absolutely. or or, uh, or the boy who would be king, right? 
Yes. It's, it's a counter-argument to the people who say the national team is not for training players. I think that's, that's crazy. The national team absolutely is for training players. You can get somebody that we, we play about 20 times a year, so some years like 18, some years 22, and that's a really significant amount of game time to get somebody. So if, when you have players who like, like Timo, who are you know maybe not playing super consistently for their club team, the national team can be pivotal because it gives them a chance to stay sharp, to learn and grow around good players uh, most of the time, and, um, <laughs> and also to, to showcase themselves. So I think you see that a lot with the, with the U.S. We're in an interesting situation. Like, it's, it's going to be rare that like, you know, Brazil is going to be playing someone and people will go, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. We should sign him up. Like, usually those players are doing really well at their clubs already. Uh, but we're, we're sort of somewhere in that zone where like, a lot of the time there will be players who are just like, not getting a shake for whatever reason. And us you know, featuring them can be a part of them progressing, which will in turn make them better, which will make the t- national team better. So, right. And so I, and yeah, I, totally, totally. Use the national team as a training ground. I think that's really important. Do it. And as a shop window, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Tyler Boyd saw a positive move in his club career oh, yeah, after this yeah, tournament. Absolutely. You know, he's, yeah, he's, I, he's standing out for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that one. Uh, I think, you know, long tournament, we'll, we'll see how it goes rest of the way. Uh, but he, he, looks, he looks promising so far. And, you know, he hasn't been playing at a super high level so far. Uh, but I think he would fit in well in, in Spain, Germany, England, maybe. Um, you know, I think, I think he could, he could crack it in the, in the second divisions of some of those, uh, some of the biggest countries. And, and I think in some first divisions as well and just keep growing from here. Yeah. So folks, uh, out there, just enjoy this, enjoy this moment. You deserve it. It's been a long year and a half. Yeah. It feels good. And, uh, you know, we deserve to feel good. Uh, all, all said, you know, the game, the game is fun sometimes and, this this game versus Trinidad and Tobago was fun. It was an enjoyable watch. Let us cast. Well, yeah. Just to just to clarify, I mean, make no mistake. If we put out this lineup with those tactics against Mexico, we're losing. Oh, for sure. So some something has to change between now and Mexico. Yeah. If we don't lose it, if we don't lose before then, so so don't don't get don't get too hyped. Mexico would have would have beaten the same opponent by a similar amount, and this lineup. This personnel is not prepared to beat Mexico. Oh period. yeah, I don't even see this Nats team as in the discussion right now to win a gold cup. I, I like it seems to be the narrative out of habit, but we're not even yeah, close yeah, exactly. to like yes. what Mexico's yeah. doing over there. It's not. It's. I mean, maybe we we get lucky, a little lucky, or you know, it's possible. But the, to discuss this as like, all right, we're back on track is definitely misguided. We got a long yes, way to for go for sure. For sure, and um, that's why we're we're still beating the drum to fix the problems because the problems didn't go away just because of last night. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. So, alrighty, 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 Greggy B, that wasn't so bad. But you got Panama on the way, Panama on the way, Panama, and, Panama, and uh, that was like the weird uh, Italian way to say that. <laughs> uh, so, Ty, uh, got a quick questione. Um, who are these people? Who are these From the trenches of battle, I turn to my brother. Oh, brother, art thou there? Where is, where is he at? Can you tell me who these people are that we're facing? Ahoy! Ahoy! These people 
Panama are a sort of second tier CONCACAF nation that uh, beat your Nats out for a place in the World Cup last that time happens. around, which would make us, I guess, a second tier CONCACAF nation. Which I think we are. <laughs> which I think we currently are. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're a, a solid team. Uh, what distinguishes them from from the other Central American countries, I think, is their organization. They're very tactically rigid. The games against them are universally boring and and low scoring uh, on on both sides. Um, they've they've gotten the better of us uh, plenty of times in recent years. Their talent level is is high enough to to be dangerous, but you know. It, the the fact that they're a challenge to us is horribly depressing just if you you look at their roster and the kind of the clubs represented you know their their core players are MLS starters you know not not standouts necessarily uh Roman Torres probably would would count as maybe their best player yeah the aging uh, the tank that for, is Roman yeah, Torres the, the, the tank um who's who's a, a totally fine player but i mean i i, I don't think he's a nat- he's a US national team player um, so it's, <laughs> not, it's really not on our Nats, it's, maybe on Greggy B's. Yeah. Maybe on Greggy B's Nats. Absolutely. Um, so they're, they are, uh, I, I guess I have two answers, which is that they're a weak opponent, but they always give us trouble because <laughs> we kind of suck. But so are we. Okay. So, yeah. They're a weak <laughs> opponent, but so are we. That's fantastic. <laughs> so I would expect, uh, I would expect two goals to be scored in this game. That's that's what I'm gonna put out there, uh-huh. and I don't know who they're gonna be scored by. That's the weird alternative two Vegas goals. billing. <laughs> you can just bet for the total goals scored. Yes, exactly. All right. Um, all right. And and yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm eager to see some of their younger generation. They got to this World Cup, which was obviously you know the greatest achievement in the history of the the Panama national team. They lost all three games. But they scored a goal against England, and it, uh, it ignited the entire country. It's some of the best celebration videos I've ever seen. They're like uh, stoppage time uh, moral <laughs> victory against England was, was fantastic. Um, and, yes, they're, they, they're a, a, a good opponent for us to sharpen ahead of the, the next game. Definitely a higher level than Trinidad. Um, definitely will give us give us a, a, a tougher test, and also will be much more physical. So, like we we talked about the um, the Pulisic versus uh, versus Weston thing. This is the kind of game where Weston's gonna gonna maybe be more influential because they're they are going to kick uh, Pulisic for sure. Yeah, uh, they're and you know Pulisic's gotten the better of them on particularly on home soil um in the past so he's he's definitely found found those moments in in games but um but it's going to be really important to to give him the room and the the ability to actually unlock their defense yeah and he's going to need to keep smiling out there because his psychology will be challenged for sure um the ty i i bet it's true correct me if i'm wrong but i bet you'd agree that our nats would keep largely the same starting lineup Perhaps start Josie Altador, bring Miazga in, and then uh, work the tactics. Bring use this as an opportunity to build on what we've got and uh, incorporate some of those more sophisticated tactical nuances that Greggy B is surely capable of. I bet it's also true. Would you agree with that so far? I guess I don't. I'm I'm fine with with no tactics personally. I mean, I'm I'm totally fine if if the national team is 
you play four three three and just do you know play your position and do your best. Right. I I really don't think it has to be much more complicated than that. But if we're going to tailor our selection to personnel who can fit that system, like we're playing like three center backs, we're playing Tim Ream at left back for seemingly the reason that he can also kind of shade in and be a center back, but he's not doing that. He's just being a a mediocre left back. (laughs) Mega mediocre. The mediocre. (laughs) It's like, why, like, why would we not bring someone like Anthony Robinson, who is, uh, you know, obviously raw uh, and, and is, is not there yet fully as a national team player, but what a great opportunity for him to come into the team and grow. And, you know, again, shop window, it's 20 year old player, really high ceiling, you know, speed threat gives us gives us another dimension out wide. Uh, and no, we have Tim Ream Tim starting Ream. games. Because, All right. So anyway. So anyways. So anyway, maybe anyway. maybe I'm not quite what I said, but, but is yeah. what I think we will probably see, which is Greg being like, both teams are in. I'm going to play Will Trap, uh, Roldan. Uh, we're going to get, you know, like. Get my important players we'll, some minutes. Yeah, we'll get them all. Yes. Lovitz is Lovitz on the roster. Lovitz is on the roster. Yeah, we're gonna see oh, some yeah. Lovitz for show. It's, it's not a gold cup without Lovitz. Yeah, it's another Zardes start. He's hot now. He's coming. He's he's really heating up. You he's hot. Can't take him off. He's the obviously field. hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't you can't bench a player who scored a brace. I mean, come on. <laughs> Zach Steffen plays for Manchester City. You do not. <laughs> he was bench Zach Steffen, by the way. Insta loaned. <laughs> Insta loaned. <laughs> you got loaned faster than. Don't even fly here. Don't even fly here. <laughs> Don't it's cool. Don't bother, dude. <laughs> you're yeah. you're on the nine hundred five to Dusseldorf, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got loaned faster than a grilled cheese sandwich in an elementary school lunch room. Boom. Carrots. I I, I try to be all all healthy for my kids, giving them carrots. Those do not come home eaten. <laughs> He's the carrots of soccer players. Indeed. He is. He uh, is, sadly. Enjoy the red-eyed Dusseldorf, <laughs> dude. <laughs> He's got, like, nowhere to see. He sleeps in a manger when he arrives. <laughs> that would be so... It would be, I, I, I am thrilled that Zach Steffen is owned by Manchester City. That's a big step up for the national team. But I think it would just be hilarious if he showed up there and, like, no one knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, gets, he gets sheltered by Mixed Discarude and his family. Mm-hmm. Like, same yes, thing exactly. happened to me, bro. <laughs> pops up uh in korea yeah yeah yeah. it is the third game of the group stage we're already through but i know you're gonna love watching this game uh ty it's been a while since we've done this but uh i wanted to jump into a little hopes and fears that was like a uh it was like a it was like that big baby and spirited away crying um, so yeah, little hopes and fears, hopes and fears for this Panama game. What you got? Uh, I have a hope, which is a cleaner Michael Bradley game. Ooh, I like that. He was he was good, not great again. Uh, a little bit, a little bit too wasteful for me for a player whose whole whole thing is not being wasteful. And I I did you know I'm desperate desperately want him to keep starting over Will Trapp, who's just not close to the level that we need. Um, and I, I think that Bradley's the starter until further notice. 
Um, but I, I would like to see him uh, him feel his way into the tournament a little bit more and, and start to put his stamp on games. Yeah, just clean that up a little bit. Yeah, I, I got a... I got a fear, which is a uh, a squidly goal given up by an attempted pass between two center backs who are not comfortable passing. Uh, mm. I, I could see that happening versus an opportunistic Panama side. Gabby and Torres, it's just in there, and and maybe it should be a hope because it might get Miazga back on the on the fucking pitch. But right, I, do... I can't tell whether my fears are hopes right now, <laughs> yeah. or my hopes are fears. Really got to see here. The whole world, it's a Black Mirror universe with this nasty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, feel, I'm, I feel like I'm being like, what's, what's the term? Gaslit? Gaslighted? <laughs> Gaslamped? Gaslighted. Gaslit. Like, he's, like, like Berhalter's going to come out and start Josie. This is another thing. Why does, does Berhalter keep telling commentators that Josie Altador is the best striker in America? <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't start him. I've got a guess on that one. I have a guess on that one. I listened okay. to a Josie interview on uh, on uh, what's his face. He's the he's the OG. He's the goat of of soccer broadcast of soccer journalism in the states. Grant Wall. Grant is the Wall goat of soccer journalism yep. in the states. <laughs> so, yeah. it's a, it's a we the peeps crossword. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, so he interviewed uh, Grant Wall interviewed Josie One word. <laughs> like a few months back, early on in the Greg Greg E B Greg experience, the Greg experience, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Josie alluded to a meeting that he had in which it was Uh-oh. his role with the Nats was laid out for him in advance. Um, and it was a it was Greg saying, "Do you expect to play? When do you expect to get back on the team?" And Altador said, I'm happy to do whatever the team needs me to do, but I have already had the discussion with them about what my role is going to be moving forward. Now, I am fully guessing. However, my guess is Mm. that Ernie Stewart... Let's speculate out here. My guess is that Ernie Stewart uh, decided, rightfully, that the... U.S. soccer fan base needed to see either Bradley or Altidore out of the picture. And so a decision was made that Bradley would be welcomed back into the team after a year and that Josie would have to bite that bullet. And now, and Greg was sort of brought into the scene, was told, here's the plan, explain that to Josie, and do your best with just Bradley. Now Greg is in this position where, for whatever reason... He thinks that the only the person right below Altidore is Giassi Zardes, and he feels he's putting pressure <laughs> on Ernie Stewart. Imagine thinking that. <laughs> I don't know why he thinks that, but that's I can so crazy. see him thinking that that's a problem. And maybe he sa- he's saying, I need Josie back on this team, but I've been told not wow. to let him be that's, wow. This is my this fucking... is like a Stephen King novel, dude. <laughs> this is my Malcolm Gladwell fucking like revisionist history version of what's going on. Uh, get at me on Twitter Jeez. at WTP Pod. Is it possible? Palace intrigue. <laughs> that Greg oh my has his hands handcuffed behind him and is being told. I think it's not only possible, it's confirmed news. <laughs> it's on this you, I, I just heard it on a podcast. <laughs> so it's true. <laughs> All right. It's true. Well, folks. Uh, oh, man, I love this theory. That, that, would, that would actually make me feel a lot better about Greggy B. Right. Like I would, I would have felt a lot better about Jurgen Klinsmann if he just said, 
yes, we promised Julian Green a spot on the World Cup team. Precisely. It's if a, he joined us, like what? What? What's what the problem do you with want? that? And then yeah, what's yeah, the I problem didn't with that? Yeah, we Landon took a shot because I don't like him, and I already promised this kid <laughs> yeah. I would bring him. So there you go. <laughs> I didn't bring Landon because I didn't want to be around him for thirty days in a row. <laughs> Because he's an asshole. It's fucking depressing, dude. Uh, Landon, you're you're a good dude. You're you're not an asshole. You're he's the asshole. asshole. And and your your fight for uh, the the emotional health of players is is a valiant one. And you're you're really growing into the broadcast. And you're welcome on the show anytime. Day. And you're welcome on the show. Come on the show, buddy. Um, Polisic is finally starting to look a little bit more like you out there in the jersey, and uh, we couldn't be we couldn't be more pleased, folks. I quite like me some uh a good bit of juicy gossip you know i like to think of myself as someone who's above that type of stuff like uh like like i understand what really matters in life but i gotta Mm -hmm. admit that if you come at me with some juicy g uh that i wasn't expecting (laughs) i am all ears uh i i quite enjoy a uh um, jean shorts, uh, and particularly those of jeans that I've cut. You know, sometimes the the top half of the jeans is fitting just right. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You just cut mm-hmm. off the part that's not fitting. <laughs> if only you could yeah. do that for the bottom half of jeans. <laughs> yeah. You can't. I was about to say, how do you take advantage of those bottoms <laughs> that <Yeah>. fit perfect? <laughs> these perfect bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do with these perfect bottoms? Uh, and I let's brainstorm that. Let's think about that. <laughs> and, and I especially like the weird and interesting phenomenon of over time. Have you noticed that advertisements have been increasingly featuring impersonated customer reviews? Which I think is because of uh, the internet and comment listings. So they're they're realizing mm-hmm. that customers are more react better to reviews because they've been using Yelp all day than they do to like a, you know, sexy guy driving a car. But I don't like any of that stuff. Just another theory. I got theories, yo. Uh, but, but I don't I like... I give your theories five stars. <laughs> Thanks, Ty <yo>. F. New <laughs> Jersey. But I don't like any of that stuff. As much as I will always love the Nats. Goodbye, people. Bye-bye. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people.